Now then, how are we doing? I'm good, mate. I'm good yourself. Really good, really good afternoon and all morning where, where you are. And, and obviously welcome to all of our listeners. All of our listeners, as always, as always. I'm Rick. If you are listening and you've not subscribed, can you please subscribe? Because yeah, we're the lowest subscribe thing on, on earth right now. But <laughs> I know there's a few as, people as, because I do get a little bit of feedback here and there. Yeah, especially considering how good we are as well. You know yeah. what I mean? When you as elite level as we are, you know, um, then then you know, uh, it'd be nice to see some love. But as always, I'm Rick. John, uh, how are you doing, mate? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. And you'd be pleased to know, actually, I've got my guy back for the editing stuff. He's uh, He's got time again, so you won't need to, I won't need to edit. So we, we should be, we should stay looking semi-professional. I did, I did wonder. I'm not going to no, lie. The guy's like, I didn't, pass he, I didn't pass comment. No, he got another job and I was like, fuck, he's like, yeah, I'm not going to have as much time. Okay. Anyway, something fell through with it. I was like, so we're back on then, right? <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, we're good to go. I was like, cool. Because uh, yeah, I don't want to do this shit myself. Um, cool. Nobody uh, wants you. Nobody wants you doing the editing, mate. That's a bit like me doing haircuts and stuff. You know what I mean? It's uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're listening, that's hopefully self-explanatory. That joke, but anyway. <laughs> um, I, I yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I've got I've got the eggshell blonde haircut, haven't I? You know, so yeah. Uh, but anyway, 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 yeah. Life is good here, mate. How's life in LA? It's been good. It was. It's, it's funny. Actually, it's, um, it was raining for a few days, right? And uh, you forget, like people talk about how much the weather makes a difference to your mood and stuff. And obviously, mm-hmm. growing up in the UK, and you obviously still live there. Like, there's a lot of dark, grey, rainy days, right? But fuck, you forget how much you just get used to it and get on with shit. You know that whole. You know the whole. British, like, you know, stiff up a lip shit. You kind of like, fuck, we kind of just got on with stuff. It was a bit miserable. But now I've been so used to the sun, like, it, it pretty much since I left, you know, the UK 10 years ago. I mean, everywhere I've lived has been, been sunny. You know, California's been mm-hmm. there. But now I get two days of rain and I'm miserable as fuck. I didn't realize. <laughs> fucking going to, I'm getting wet and I'm like, this is shit. And I'm in a mood all day. And then like, the next day I'll be sunny. And I'm like, oh, right. Okay. That was why. <laughs> so I, are you explaining my personality type here, John? Is that you explain to everyone why I'm such a miserable bastard? Is that what it is? Well, maybe it was the weather. That's that's my point. <laughs> or so, maybe I'm just I'm just miserable. But there we go. Well, yeah, <laughs> you have your moments, but don't we all? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so what? What I was um, I've been thinking a lot about. Like I wanted to sort of, I guess, give your take on. Um, Getting straight into it today. I've not got much of a rant today. I've had quite a quite a quite a hectic week. I've got a ton of things I could rant about, but that'll be the whole podcast. So sticking <laughs> with kind of you know the business stuff. I know you've been doing a lot of mentoring this week, which you know some mm-hmm. of these might have come up, which is interesting. Um, I was looking at, I guess, the hierarchy of, of building a business, right? Becoming a business owner, what your business is, and how we tend to to build it and with what in mind. And I think sometimes a lot of people don't. And I was reading a lot and looking at where, I, where I'm at. And I'd be interested to, to know, I guess, a little bit about where, where you think you're at with, with your business, because your business is very different from mine. But, you know, we start out and we all have jobs initially. Very rarely do you just build your, you know, you leave school, 
college uni and just start a business. Although kids nowadays are doing that, especially with social media and whatnot, but by and large, you have a job, right? You learn your trade. And then the next iteration is usually being self-employed. Although people like to think self-employed is running a business. And I'm interested to get your take on. I know my take, you know, self-employed is not running a business. Self-employed is being self-employed and the difference between self-employed and then owning a business. But I think the bit that I misunderstood, and I'm, I'm very much in it now and working towards hopefully getting myself out of it, is, you know, building a business and having a business that, um, you know, um, your first iteration usually of owning a business is you actually end up owning a job. And it wasn't until someone told me that sentence that I was like, fuck, you're right. Because everyone tells you, oh, I've owned a business. Like, it's fucking hard work. It's training. It's tiring. And you're like, yeah, because you don't actually own a business. You do. But owning a business eventually should be that that business runs without you. Mm-hmm. And you become like a business owner, stroke, almost investor in your own business but it's run without you and i'm very much stuck in that i own a job because it doesn't run without me and i have to be here every day and i have to do the work and that's not necessarily a bad thing but you realize when you went with that that light bulb moment of fuck i'm not quite what i think i am as a business owner and i think a lot of people don't acknowledge that they're just like oh, I, I run my own business i do my own thing it's like well do you because you have to be in at certain times you have to do this, you have to do that. That's not really, you know, running a business as such. That's working in your own business. Um, and I've been reading a lot of stuff on it recently and reading a lot of things on how to build your business, you know, and if I had my time again, kind of semi-starting off building the business with the end in mind, what is the end goal for your business? What are you actually going to do with it? You know, a true business, again, you know, should be sellable. If you can't sell it, it's not a business apparently <laughs> so i'm told and then so you start looking back and thinking especially because you're interested with your business and your some of your business uses your name some of it is maps and you know when you're building something that truly is the base of it like you like where does that go what, what's what's the what's the big plan how do you help people with that because i think people start like that and then get stuck right? i'm sure you because you help a lot of people have a much bigger plan but a lot of people have don't think do so I'm fucking really glad that my gym isn't called, you know, John Bond's fucking gym because <laughs> then it wouldn't be as easily sellable. But um, what, what, do you, what do you make of all that sort of stuff when you have people, you know, coming to you about business and the whole business hierarchy of what it actually is and means? How do you tend to look at it? Um, I'm going to um, said a few things there, mate, so I'm going to answer them in order. If that's if that's all right with you, um, it's laying the foundation of the of the layers and. Mm, yeah. First off, um, you mentioned about like you know how it's different for youngsters now and potentially with social media and all that kind of stuff. I've got to tell you just for a laugh, you know, you get these DMs off people, and we've talked yeah. about this. And when you think you're talking to like uh, robots or is it AI or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, and. Um, Got DM the other day because you get them every day, don't you? But this one has caught my eye, and I'm I'm so tempted to reply to it. I really, really am, because this dude's got in touch with me, and he's like, uh, you know, he's going to help me build my business and leads and all the shit we've talked about before. And he's going to, mate, I've clicked on his profile. This fucker's about sixteen years old. Wow. And I mean, like, he's a child. You wow. know, he's a child. 
uh, and his pat, you know, I look in at the once, once I got past the you cheeky bastard kind of phase, yeah. you know, like this part of me that thinks I like your hustle, you know, I really do. If you've yeah. got a, if one, if you're real, let's assume you are real and you're not a bot, or you know, because he's got loads of um, uh, videos of himself talking on, but you know, it still could be fake, whatever. But um, I think it's real. And this part of me that thinks, hey, you know what? I admire the balls you've got. If that's real for you yeah. to have the balls, just to be DMing everyone when yeah. you look about when you look about two years younger than my son, then yeah. then you know I'm I'm here for it. So so uh, that that was the first one. Um, I, yeah, the, it, I think it is you know different now. Different challenges back to back in our day. Our day was always hit. Good not to cut you off though. I think like touching on that starting point, like. I do think there's an element, and, you know, as I've got older, definitely where, like, you know, if I was to potentially hire people to do the whole, you know, social media stuff eventually, I do think tapping into and looking at younger, younger people is probably the key. They're the ones that fucking nail this. this, this Absolutely. Uh, now, Absolutely. The, 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 the tricky part of that is a lot of what they might do to potentially sell your business would go against the grain of what you really want your business to be out. And you might be absolutely. But, you know, fuck, if you want to get like, I'm not about to go on TikTok and shit, do you know what I mean? But if I've got some 20 year old that can smash it and bring a load of business in, then, you know, there, there might be a compromise there to look at it. I think we get stuck in our ways. Like, 100%. Yeah, you know, the initial reaction is, who's this fucking kid? But then you might be like, well, hang on, this kid like might know a shit ton of, you know, about that mm. world that I don't know enough about. And even some of the people you work with, you know, marketing companies and whatnot, mm. you know, maybe yeah. they're even as good at some of this stuff. Maybe they're a little bit behind the times now with the tools that these kids are using to fucking draw business. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. It's interesting, but when... Getting out your own way a little bit. If you do want to build, yeah, 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 yeah. I have to learn. It's like, don't be this fucking, you know, who's this kid to try and tell me how my business? Well, maybe he fucking knows how to run it better than I do. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, very quickly learn that maybe they're not, but. Mm -hmm. No, you're absolutely right, man. I totally agree with you, but yeah, interesting. And and you're absolutely right. In terms of that world, it's different, and maybe they're ahead of the game. And you know, I know my son's far far better in you know a load of elements of tech than I am. You know, so yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But but like you were saying, the the world, the dynamic has changed. Our old dynamic was was bricks and mortar. It was talking to people, and it was building relationships, and and it's still that. But uh, with the, with these newer businesses and newer worlds and all that now, there's no ceiling to it anymore. You know, no. we would always look at building a local business and whatnot, but, you know, the dynamic has changed, and that was all I wanted to touch on. The, the second one, you actually answered it, you nailed it, because I was, I was chuckling when you said it, because when you wrote down about self-employed, I've written in my notepad here, in capital letters, I've written, job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Job. Yeah. You know, and 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 then I think in you know initially self-employed just because it is a job without any of the benefits of being employed, so no holiday pay, no sick pay, um, that kind of stuff, no. with a bit more responsibility. And then I think when you launch a business, it's uh, a job and self-employed and more responsibility. Um, so I'm not sure we're really selling it to people here, but you know that's just the realities of it, isn't it? And, you know, and I think sometimes it's not about selling it to people, is it? It's about, you know, 
try to, you know, when people do talk to me about building and running a business, and first of all, like like I'm sure you do a lot of times, I'm like, well, you know, define what you mean by business initially. What mm. about. Because, you know, in the personal training world, you know, it drives me fucking crazy, people telling me they run their own business. And I'm like, okay, so what do you do? And they're like, you know, I, I, I train people, I, have, I train people online, I do this, and I'm like, you don't have a business. You're self-employed, mm. that's admirable, but you're self-employed. Like, who works for you? Like, I don't know, me, I do it all. And you're like, so mm. basically, you've got a logo and you've got a couple of social media pages or maybe a website. You know, it's not it's not a business business, right? It's that you're yeah. self-employed and if you left, you know, no one would be posting on your social media. <laughs> yeah. Your website yeah. would just become dormant. And so it's not, you know, it's not a business because you are your business. You are basically just selling your time and you know taking money taking the cash yourself it's not going to the to the company anymore and you're paying your own fucking taxes you know mm-hmm. so you know whilst it's got legs to maybe go into some sort of business it's technically not a business it's yeah. you're just working for yourself and being self-employed and there's nothing wrong with that and i think i find it's funny i found it in all walks of life right i relate this to all the personal trainers out there that don't want to call themselves a personal trainer because it's not flashy enough. It doesn't make them mm-hmm. important enough. Like, oh, I'm not a personal trainer. I'm, I'm an exercise specialist or you know, I'm a strength and conditioning coach or I'm this, are you a personal trainer? And there's nothing wrong with that. It fucks me off. I'm like, I don't care what I call myself, right? If you want to call yourself a strength and conditioning coach and you're charging $50 an hour and I call myself a personal trainer and I'm charging 250 an hour, are you I mean, I mean... Fucking title. I don't give a fuck about the title. I care about what I can charge. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean I mean James Smith's doing all right out being the title personal trainer, isn't he? Exactly. You know, I think you're leaning into it a little bit and just being like, you know, some people like to call themselves a coach and I get torn between the two words and I'm just like, Well, you can call yourself a coach, but most people in the industry know you as a personal trainer. And if you're mm-hmm. gonna market mm-hmm. yourself and you you use all the key words all your key words are a coach, and there ain't gonna be many people Googling you. But if you do all your keywords on your website, personal trainer, and I'm pretty, you know, drop the fucking ego and use what's gonna get you business, right? Is, is what I look at. And I think absolutely moving into the business world creates the same thing. People become self employed, but they don't like to say I'm self employed because it doesn't sound flashy enough. What they like to say is, oh, I remember you know, because then they think it's like it. Yeah, well, it's like a cafeteria or, you know, like a roadside cafe in America or whatever. You know, cafeteria, they call them over here, don't they? Um, it's like them calling themselves a restaurant, you know, you know and, and, and there's nothing, yeah, there's nothing there's nothing wrong with being a cafeteria, and that's cool. There's nothing wrong with being our diner, whatever the word is over there. There's nothing wrong with, you know, it's about aligning with what your services are. That's, that's and, yeah. and when it becomes really, really muddled up, that's when, that's when there's a problem. It, it should just be simple. If you, you know, whether that's online or whether in a gym or whatever, if you do some form of physical training in the services you sell, you know, like you say, all them daft titles, you know, corrective exercise specialist and all that kind of stuff. But if you do, you know, some form of squats and press ups and whatnot like that, in my mind, you're a trainer. All right. Yeah. And, and you, you may, in your behavioral, you may do coaching. Yeah, yeah. You, you will exhibit behaviors of coaching. Yeah. Yeah, but but, but you're a trainer. And, yeah, and you can be, people. Yeah, you can be an elite level trainer. And there's absolutely, 
nothing wrong with that. No, and I think you know, I notice it in the US a lot, right? The US has got a ton of laws around nutrition. So mm-hmm. we, we hire a lot of trainers and they all come in. A lot of them don't do any form of nutrition with their clients because they're kind of told not to do it. And especially some of the bigger chains, they're cautious of getting students. So they don't give nutrition advice. They just train people. So you need mm-hmm. a trainer. I think, you know, as a personal trainer, if you do do a lot of nutrition with your clients, I think that's where, to a certain degree, a bit more coaching element comes in um, because, you know, nutrition you know, is, is, is a, you know, nutri- you don't, you don't teach nutrition, right? It's, there's a lot more to getting people to kind of stick to, you know, good habits with all that sort of stuff than, than training people yeah. in the gym. Yeah. It becomes, it becomes behavior. It becomes behavioral, yeah. doesn't it? And you start, you kind of start, that's where coaching comes into it. Yeah. You start looking well, yeah. at emo- emotions and all that kind of stuff, yeah. then, don't you? And yeah. what emotions to food and what relationships with food and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, not 100%. Uh, you know, it kind of, do, do you find that, like, you know, how many people come to you, you know, and you, like I said, you've done a couple of days mentoring, right? I know you're, you're some of your group, you know, fairly well. You've got a big group there. How many, you know, when you get them to sort of sit down, but initially kind of come to you, have an end goal in mind with their business? Do, do people tend to know or even think about part of this? Or like me and everyone else, when you start a business, you're so busy thinking about just getting it off the ground, you don't really think of the big picture. Mm, I think a lot of them, like we did, like at the path that we did, they, they started out, as you've already said, completely agree with you, is that a lot of them became self-employed and thought that that was then them, them owning a business. And then they've realized that it, it's a job without any of the benefits. And one minute they're a trainer and then they're, they're doing sales and marketing and, and it's tough and, and all that. But um, what, what, then happens is again you know this as well if not better than i do some will some will stay where they are some will leave and then some will have ambition and then if the ambition uh goes well then good for them but then if it, if it doesn't some will leave and then what will happen is maybe somewhere in the middle of that which is where they end up at my door is things are either not always working for them or they, they've done okay and they're looking to then sort of move on but they, 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 you've you've said it again. It's that famous saying. I think it was Stephen Colvey. I think it was who said, "Start with the end in mind," and and it's an old saying. I think it was Colvey. Forgive me if I'm wrong there. But anyway, um, and and so where we start is absolutely first and foremost. We we've got to make sure that they're surviving. Like like you've said already, can they pay their bills? You know, with whatever, whatever it is they're doing, whatever it is they're selling. Can they can they pay their bills? Because you're going to be in the shit pretty quick if you can't pay your bills. Well, and uh, yeah, yeah, and you, and it's not a place to to harvest a growth mindset when you're in when you're in panic mode and panic stations and you're not sleeping well because you're worried about money and all that kind of stuff. So we tend to look at that first, but then we're really really clear after that. And yeah. and this answers your question now, but it also answers your earlier question as well, which which is that, you know, when, when years ago, when I wanted to progress from self-employment, I, I started up a business, and it was a group exercise business called Fighting for Fitness. You'll, you'll yeah, probably yeah, remember yeah. that. Yeah. And then um, different regions, di- diverted to, you know, different ways, and ended up owning a couple of personal training studios. Yeah. So they had they had a name, a business name, and, and, and yeah. they, were, they were something 
And I, again, I totally agree with you. They, there was an end in mind, and the end was an exit. Now, I also, as you know, which I don't bring up much, and he's not really for, for this. Is it for the scope of this call? Who knows? But maybe I'm still not overly comfortable talking about it. But I had another business that was non-health and fitness related that yeah. that yeah. was re- going really, really well. It was in the world of security. But then in terms of my exit, um, and it didn't end well for me. But the one thing that was clear um, on, uh, on those, whether that was that group exercise business, whether it was the uh, personal training studios or the business that wasn't related to health and fitness, there, there was the possibility for an exit in mind. There was something yeah. that you could build, something that you could grow, yeah. um, make, it, make it have lots of money, lots of profit, uh, a good balance sheet, yeah. and and then eventually you could you could turn around to somebody else and go, hey, you know, want to buy my boot camp business or want to buy my personal training studios? Um, and if that's the route that people want to take, then we've got to be clear on that because then there's a certain set of behaviours and skills and actions, and that's the most important thing, that will take us towards that. What I would tend to call like a bricks and mortar type business. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? But, but then the other type of business, which is definitely the one that's become more prevalent in the last 10 years, isn't it? Which we never did years ago. Or if we did, it certainly wasn't scalable. It was yeah. it was what it, you, you would get stuck at self-employed level with this kind of business in the past is the personal brand. Yeah, yeah. Is, is where the business and, in, and you and your identity are all fused and immersed together. And now, do you think on that one, like I, I'm going to come back to you know my type of business and, and people doing it that way as well, but do you think that people have less of a thought of an exit strategy with online businesses because of the feel that this can be done from anywhere and I can just do this forever? I feel like there's less of a thought going into it. I don't, I don't, I don't think they give it any thought. No, because it's this thing. It's like, well, you know, now I'm now I'm not on the gym floor, or let's use gyms as an example. And I'm not mm-hmm. working physically as much. You know, I could technically do this forever, and people love to put their own name on something. But sooner or later, you're going to have the same problem. I feel when you attach your name to to your brand, even even if it's you know, you can be the face of your brand, but not be the name of it, right? And at least that way you can start to slowly pull away. I always feel when you use your own name, there's an element of getting stuck at some point. And even if you try to pull away, depending on certain people and certain brands, like you're going to have to step someone up to run your business. Mm -hmm. But how long is it going to be before that person doesn't want to say, oh, you know, I'm the manager whatever name of substance such personal training online. Because you're going to have to use somebody else's name every time mm-hmm. you say what your job is. And sooner yep. you're going to go, well, why don't, why don't I just do it myself? Why don't I do it on my own? Just don't get me wrong. But when you use a name, I think you I think you shorten the lifespan of, of someone that might run it for you. Because yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. Do I, want to, do, I, do I want to say I, you know, I run, you know, Rick Moreland's Venture, let's say. And I'm not saying that someone's going to then, and, and, and unfortunately what someone would do most likely is copy 
you and mm-hmm. take some of your business and eventually change it to, yeah, no, yeah, I'm running my own thing now. It's John Bond mentoring. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. that, and, and people do that with brand names as well. But I just feel as that there would be mentally, from a staffing point of view, a much quicker road to that when it's a name and you have to say, yeah, I run this business. It's called this. And you're like, yeah, we yeah. call that. Yeah. yeah. Do you know, I, I it, it, about that. Yeah, you, you're absolutely right. People, first off, people don't give it that much thought, but then there's definitely a ceiling to it. Now, in terms of our mentoring program, which comes after my name, you're absolutely right. I, I made a conscious decision a, a year or two ago that that was going to be more passion based, yeah, and that there would be criteria for the people we work with, mm. and and if they didn't hit certain criteria based on values and integrity and all that kind of stuff, then then we wouldn't work with them. So therefore, we will massively limit in our growth and limit in our revenue. And that's okay. That's a passion-based yeah. project. So with, with that, I'm guessing your you know, the exit strategy would be, you know, and there's nothing wrong with this exit strategy. If you just choose to decide, I don't want to do this anymore, you kind of know almost shutting rig and mentoring down in a way. I'm close it down. Know. Yeah, you close it down. Yeah. Um, you, you, know, close, you close it down, yeah. But I do think some mm. people probably set themselves up like that using their name, thinking well, there's someone else they, running they absolutely, they absolutely do. And then, and then what they realise is it just becomes a, a slightly better paid job. Yeah, yeah. That's all that, that's all that happens. It becomes a slightly better paid job. Whereas there's a key element when you're working under the personal brand, and yeah. that is you have to create a product. Yeah. You have to create a product. So yeah. whether that product is a a coaching program or an educational program or a supplement or a, or a coat or a t-shirt whatever because then you can actually and the classic example and i'm certainly you know mindful of this the pure level this this guy is at and uh but and his name escapes me ironically there's it's been a long week but but it's mr it's miss it's mr jim shark i've forgotten his name but you know whereby everyone knows he's the guy Everyone knows Ben Francis. There we go. Everyone knows his. Everyone knows him. He's got personal brand. He's he's a big name. You know, he's a billionaire now and all this kind of stuff. But Jim um, will comfortably live on without him. Oh, absolutely. He he's you know. gone back in as the CEO, and I'm not sure why that is. But but he stepped down and was the yeah. stepped away from being the, running the business for a long time. The business the business grew exponentially when he when he stepped away. You know, so because he had a product. Yeah, and I don't. I think sometimes the reason people step back in is maybe they do put someone in place as a CEO and it doesn't quite work, and you jump back in yourself for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Which would be an example there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he he. I don't know, he may have even got kicked out of his company, but, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and, whatnot, and then kind of came back in and out again. So you're not always, you can't always just jump out and stay out. Maybe you hire the wrong person, maybe numbers drop, and you're the only person that can get things back on track. But, you know, if Green Shark is becoming now its own standalone brand, yes, everyone knows who set it up. You know, it would be no different back in the day, you know, Phil Knight setting up Nike, right? And there was a mm-hmm. Nike and Nike and you know, the whole little setup and now, you know, Nike will go on forever. It doesn't matter who's in charge. Yeah. Of it, right? um, yeah. yeah. Big, big global brands like that. And I think, you know, what what I've learned about the, the exit strategy thing is you, you, I didn't have one really at the start. It was floated that, you know, we'll build the gyms, 
you know, and we'll we'll then get them to this point, and then the idea would be a ten-year plan, sell them. But in my head, I was never really that thought process didn't. I wasn't bothered about that right at the beginning. I was like, well, if we get into that point, great. But I just want to own gyms. But what I did learn halfway in that, you get start to get four or five years into the the slog, I guess, of it, and it's you know, it is making some money. It's not making money. This is hard work. And the, the key for what I've learned about having the exit strategy and going, okay, what do you actually want to do with this? What is the plan? And it's not always just one. Because that helps with the motivation during all the fucking tough times, right? What am I trying to achieve? So for mm. me, in the US, you have to take, you know, by and large, it's like 10-year lease. It's a long fucking lease time to make work. Mm. But it gives you a 10-year plan. You know, and my, the two options, you know, pretty much the main two, well, there's three options. One option is you don't make the 10 years, right? And it doesn't last and you have to shut it down. Oh, yeah. Not a good option, that, yeah. That, yeah. That's but, it, but, it, but it happens. But it, but it happens, yeah. yeah. Option two is, you know, you make as, as much money as, as you possibly can personally out of the business with the idea that it's going to make enough profit and money to potentially have someone interested in buying it. But if it doesn't at that 10 year mark, you're kind of like, okay, what, what now? Have I made enough money? Do I want to continue? Do I want to re-sign the lease and keep going? Or do I want to go in a different direction? But I've made enough money to walk away if I want and go, mm-hmm. you know, I'm done with the personal training business. Or is it doing well enough without you? So you've already pulled away. You've got at least two or three years of evidence that it can run without you. Not six months, because you go and sign a new lease and it fucks up and you're back in, right? Mm-hmm. Two, three mm-hmm. years of having other people run it, maybe you give them some shares, and now they're happy, they're making money, they're making money because the gym's making money. And then you sit down with the team and go, okay, I'm not, it's not, I'm not going to sell it, but I'm going to give you guys a bit more ownership, give you guys a bit more whatever. Do you want to take on another five years of lease? Mm-hmm. Type type thing, so I'm a still owner behind the scenes, but I'm really not involved much anymore. Yeah, yeah. Going until it could potentially sell if you wanted it to. Like I said, or you you just get out and go. Look, I've made my money. And there's no interest. No one really wants to buy it, even if it's sellable. Um, but I just don't want to it anymore. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what you're getting over in the states right now, but that's exactly what Man United are going through at the minute now. Manchester United, they've got. A new owner, and he's actually, when you look at it, he's only bought 25%. But in terms of, so, uh, the, the flip of that, I think he's bought 27%. Yeah. The, the flip of that is 73% is still owned by somebody else. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. You know, but those th- those owners, and they're not popular at all oh. in this country, and certainly with Man United fans, but those owners essentially are already now looking at that exit. But what they're trying to do, which is, which is very clever, and of course they're very successful business people don't like their methods, but, you know, that's a different story. Um, the Glazers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Glazers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what they're doing is they are making their exit really slow and drawn out. Yeah, but they, yeah. they, they, in terms of, you know, the, the, the dude who's got all the, the steering wheel now, who's got the 27th, he's in charge. But, yeah, yeah. but there's still a chairman or chair people behind the scenes yeah. who are still very much very much, you know, the owners, and then, um, you know, for you know, for me, my business, it was absolutely that. Absolutely, it was 
in the forefront of my mind was create a personal brand. And that's a personal brand that will stay with me until I close it down because that's me. Yeah, yeah. But then off off that is a is a product-based business, and that's what I've built and I'm building. Maps is yeah. Maps Maps is a product-based business. Yeah. It's a it's a coaching regime and a coaching program uh, that, that works with businesses, that works with uh, le- leadership teams, and it's a it's a, a resilience and empowerment-based coaching program. That there is already a course and a framework and a and a, and a syllabus in place that that can be can be sold on. Um, I, I, you can have someone working with you on that or under you, and slowly, you know, the, the daily videos you shoot, you know, you've got a sidekick. Absolutely, their face is getting known a little bit, and slowly you do less, they do more. Absolutely, hopefully, there's this transition of. You know, you run your seminars and things, and maybe you do some seminars, and you send him this other guy off to do other yeah. seminars. Yeah, and, yeah. You, know, you get you get me or this guy, and then slowly, if you want to start slowly pulling away and be more behind the scenes, absolutely, you know, become a bit of the face of it. Yeah, you know, yeah. What people like to grow into, you mm-hmm. know, actually, you work for well, somebody or you work with a business that you align with and kind of want to be a bit like that person you want someone basically to follow in your footsteps mm. yeah over, right well well you've just we've just touched on it later this year under another name under another name a brand name a brand that we've been creating now for a couple of years um we're going to launch a an event based yeah. um business and and that will be a personal development event that will Start off uh, at local level and at local size, and and that will then that will grow and and it's all about um, what my purpose is and what what I want to do with my with my career. But again, that 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 will be an event based business that then can be taken, you know, mobile across the UK and beyond if we can get enough momentum behind the brand, and um, and and. That there's an exit in that now, as as you also know, maybe people listening do or don't know. I have a charity ev- uh, event and a charity brand, and and it's about being clear on your path and it's about being clear on on your decisions with this. Now, um, it's uh, ironically it's actually the ninth anniversary today of my niece um, ever being born today. She was only um, alive for twelve days, and I created. In case people don't know who you're listening, I created this event to raise money for a charity in Manchester that, that, that looked after her, um, newborn intensive care babies. Now, again, that that brand is is a is a is a passion based, you know, yeah. brand, and it's a passion based event. But I have consciously made that decision to only run that event once here in Manchester. Now. I've had offers because that brand is solid. If I wanted to, and I've and I've had a more you know a moral compass with this because we've raised a lot of money for for the charity so far, half million pounds so far. Yeah. Um, we could raise more if I if I turned it into a business, which I could do with it. Um, but then and and had that event in London or in Dublin or Edinburgh or Barcelona or where wherever. But it's a conscious decision not to do that it's it's a passion based thing um and when i decide to bring it to a close maybe i'll sell the brand for a chunk of money to then go go give that to the charity but 
but maybe I'll just shut it down. You know, it's about being clear on your path. Yeah, and you, but you've built it to a point where, so, like, if I'm hearing that one right, and this this would be a business where, I guess in some ways, you built it to a point where you have options, whether there's a clear Absolutely, absolutely. As to which one you want, that's, that's up in the air for you a little bit because you don't know, you know, whether you would want to sell it. Is that something you want to do? Do you want to see someone else take it over and take it in a direction? Well, when, well, you could hire a CEO one day. Well, when that charity event, yeah, when when that charity event started, I was I was one minute I was meeting with a venue, one minute I was uh, trying to sell tickets, one minute I was then turning up uh, at the boxing training, trying to train the boxers and all that kind of stuff, and doing everything and do and yeah. doing it all because of because of um, in memory of my niece and to support our family, do, doing doing it all. There wasn't much money in the pot and all that kind of stuff. Whereas now we're able to to. What I, how I run it now is I have an event team. The event's amazing, if I say so myself. Um, we have an event team. No, I mean, yeah. if, you've got, if you've not seen it, go and check some of the clips out on YouTube because it's fucking awesome. Like, yes. If you were to look at the first one to, to the last one, by like, the change has been fucking amazing. Yeah, Charity Boxing Nights, it's called, isn't it? .co.uk. But we have an event team now, but they're all paid. They're all salaried. We, we've got a, a boxing trainers that get paid. We've got um, fitness trainers. We've got, uh, you know, every, everybody that helps bring this event together is, is, is paid. And I, and I oversee it and, uh, and I make sure that it runs at a profit and loss and there's a balance sheet in place. And, and you know, so, well, like you say, there's, there's options you know, with that. For sure, heart and soul is on that one. Like, there's not, like, you, like you said, there's nothing to say that you have to say the face of it forever. And, you know, you can you could hire people to run it, do everything for you, and you know, one day not even be there at all if you didn't want to be. You might want to get up and do a speech every year or whatever. But you know, the, the 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 fact that you know behind the scenes that's something you built, and every single year it's it's making this much money for that charity, whether you're there mm -hmm. or not, mm -hmm. is 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 still viable because you might not want to do it all in, in another five years or whatever. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, might, Absolutely. you might want to, like you might want to do it until, till whenever, you know, you know, so the fact that you build it to a point where you have the options, I think is everybody's, I guess would be everybody's business dream. And that, and, but that's the, you've, you've nailed it there, mate. Okay. <clears throat> you've nailed it when it's the product that can come under a personal brand, but when it's the product, it has to run without you. Yeah. If it can if it can run without you, you're all right and you've got the potential exit. If if it can't run without you, and I am absolutely certain, I mean my event guys, particularly, you know, one in particular, Jordan is called yeah. he, he laughs his head up because he I think he thinks I cause more uh, causing more problems than anything else. But yeah. um, you know, but I'm certain that, that the event team could run that event. I'm certain that the boxing trainers could yeah. run that training camp. We, we've yeah. got the same judges, the same you know referees. It, it would run without me, and my ego's okay. My ego's okay with that. No, because like you said, it's a good thing. I mean, who knows, right? We we build these things and we plan these things, right? And you know, if it happened, it happened. But we don't think about certain worst case scenarios, right? You run that event at pretty much the same time every year, right? And you built it now to a point where, you know, let's say, you know, God forbid, nothing ever bad happens, but something bad happened to you or whatever, or you were sick, you know, as you get older, whatever, and you, and you couldn't mm. 
there for it that year for whatever reason. These things happen, right? But the event still goes on. Yeah. You know, you don't have to yeah, count then because you can't be there or something yeah. happens or some big family thing, whatever it might be. You're building this event once a year where the event runs on no matter what. And eventually, yeah. you know, look at events around the world that run on after the person that set it up passes mm-hmm. away. Events have gone on for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. To build something that could live on after you, you're not only yeah. in your in your in your family's and niece's name and all that stuff, but eventually then even in your name as the person to set that up. You know, that's that's potentially, I'm not saying that's what you want, I don't know, we'll see how it goes, but that's potentially fucking iconic. Who can say that's going to run on and on once they've passed away? I mean, that's a whole other fucking exit strategy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want that one. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, want that yeah. one any, anytime soon. But, um, you know, there is yeah, that. but it's going to happen. Yeah. Would, this, would, is this, would this be, everyone talks about leaving their... Um, Legacy is the word. Legacy. That's the true legacy, right? Having something that's living on well once you've gone, that that name is synonymous with Mm -hmm. you. When people say, Mm -hmm. oh, well, who built this company? Where did this all come from? And they're explaining some guy that passed away 20 years ago that built this from nothing. You know, uh, to me, that's the ultimate fucking thing you could build. People, I guess the other side of it is people that build businesses to then hand down to their families if they want to get involved in the family business. I, I, I'm not sure I would want, I would, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but mate, in the world, I don't think I'd leave a fitness business to my family. They'd be fucking pissed off. Like, yeah. Could you not know, like a gold or jewelry fucking something that's going to make me a lot of money? Yeah. <laughs> like, Pro- property <laughs> business. Yeah, property yeah, business yeah. or something. But yeah, yeah mate, I, you know. Like, yeah, fuck you, Jim. Like, I want a real business. Yeah, I mean, maybe, but you know, look at look at High Rocks. I don't know how big it is in America, the High Rocks fitness it's, event, but it's, it's not so much in the states. Yeah, you don't see. Yeah, it's it, obsessed with CrossFit, but it's it's huge in Europe, and um, you know, they they, I mean, they've got multiple events running in Europe on the same day, and uh, and they've got a clear blueprint, and you know. I call it going back to what you were saying before. I call it like a break leg scenario. Not, but not that I want to break my leg anytime soon. You know, think, touch wood, fingers crossed. But in 2016, charity boxing nights training camp, when I was doing everything and selling all the tickets and trying to do everything, um, I rolled my ankle doing the pads with a with a boxer. We were yeah. doing the pads on a poor surface, and I pivoted off, and my ankle just went pop. It was a grade three, and my ankle was up like a you know a tennis ball. Absolutely, you know, what do we do then? And now by pure luck, uh, you know him, Lloyd Gordon. Lloyd, yeah. Lloyd was able to step in and help me do the training. And it, and it made me think, it made me think, actually, I've got to build something where that isn't reliant on me. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what we've done. So no, I think... Um, start with no, the end in mind. Yeah, and it's interesting, even just this conversation, that the end can mean many different things, and it's more about having some sort of plan. And the more I've thought about it, you know, the more I realize there's, there's a fluid of like maybe three three layers to your plan. You know, what, mm-hmm. what your, your favorite option, which might be to sell it for X amount of money. Second favorite option is just, just to not need to be there and, and, and give it to other people to run and give them some mm-hmm. knowledge and, and not really have to worry about it because you've got people you can trust. Um, you know, and my other my other option is you know walk away with with some money to put into something else or, or whatever. Yeah. With me at my age, at 
my career. Like if you if your exit strategy has you exiting at thirty or thirty five, that's very different than your exit strategy, which for me will be you know when the lease is up on this place, I'll probably be near a fifty five. So the age related exit strategy comes into it a little bit as well. Absolutely, yeah. Take another ten year lease that takes me to sixty five. I don't fucking mm-hmm. know about it. Um, but I don't know what position I'll be in. But at the same time, you know, hopefully, I I've got. You'll, you'll still be training, and you'll still oh, have massive. You know, like, yeah, yeah. You'll oh. still have massive arms. You'll be training every day, every day at ten o'clock. That's yeah. what you'll be doing. Well, I want to be able, you know, like I said, do that without the stress of running a running or owning a business to a certain degree. So, yeah, my, I know now what my two two options are, if, and, mm-hmm. and that's assuming we get to that point. There's always a chance that, that things don't even get that far. But mm-hmm. having that exit strategy and that focus has helped because I got a bit lost in some ways the last two years. Me and you have spoken about this a lot, and I think it's because I didn't have that in mind. I was so busy worrying about the day-to-day, the month-to-month, that I had no mm-hmm. focus you know, I realize when you have a job and you're climbing the ladder, your focus is climbing the ladder. So mm-hmm. I was always motivated in some ways. I was always like, well, you know, I want this person's job. I want that person's job. I want this company to move me to that country. I had all these fucking goals that I kept luckily achieving and, and, and getting there and getting to where I wanted to be. And then when you get your own business, you're a bit like, okay, fuck now. What's, what, what's the mm-hmm. goal? You know, myself and Danny have had this conversation a few times because for her she's like well what where's my where's my career growth now we're like Mm -hmm. this is our career growth we've hit we run a business yeah it took a while to get my head around understanding it from her side a little bit as well and being like oh you're absolutely right like how what does she want you know what did you go she's younger than me does she want to do do something else with her life at some point, run a different business. Yeah, she got uh, she got another phase there and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Definitely. So mm. yeah. We need a plan because if you don't want to be here, which is absolutely fine, same thing, you know, all the stuff that she does that she's really good at, this needs to run without her. Mm. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Even I'm like fucking well, like, well, you can't leave yet because so you get, you know, you're gonna to have to fucking train someone to do what you do well, um, and then we're gonna to have to chain them to the fucking business so they don't leave. Um, but yeah, and again, that comes down to fucking systems and all these other things in place. But it's yeah, I mean, it, so in in maps, mate, we have three pillars that we coach people. Three really simple pillars. Uh, one is health, health brackets a foundation of. Two is mindset, build your mindset. And three is vision, focus on your vision. And, and and we all need that vision, whether it's for three months, 12 months and beyond, you know, so. I think it's um, possible you know, to wrap up a little bit, like I guess to give a bit of advice on this and what I'm trying to do now, and it all depends on the financial health of your business. But if, if your strategy is, is an exit one, if your strategy is not to have to be stuck in the day-to-day, Spend as much fucking time as it takes to train your staff to do what you yeah. need them to do. And if you don't have the right people, get the right people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. There's, I don't like firing people, don't go wrong. And I, you know, I don't know how much my team listens to this, so I don't want to talk about firing people. But, you know, uh, hire quick, fire quicker. If you don't have the right yeah. people, you're going to keep doing this shit yourself for the rest of your life and wondering why the, the business has never outgrown you 
and you know, you, you know, I, I say to my guys all the time, I'm like, you know, you you guys are all 10, 20, whatever years younger than me. You guys should be developing and building this business mm -hmm. at some point if that's what you really want. You know, I'm not fucking yeah. dinosaur. I know what I like. I know how to set things up and system. When it comes to like, you know, modernizing you know, personal training, modernizing our systems, modernizing things. Like I got my systems, you know, 10 years ago. Mm. My systems are still the best way of doing everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because because to loop it back and like you say, to end it, like that's what we started on with the social media, isn't it? Things change, things evolve yeah. and all that. So. so finding the right people, teaching and educating, incentivizing the right people. If, you're, if your plan is to get out, or at least not be involved on the day-to-day, -day, then, you know, you can't keep doing it all yourself. And I think, unfortunately, yeah. the business owners, me included, and Danny's the same. Danny's actually worse than me. She's got that attitude of, well, they can't do it as well as me, so I'm going to do it myself. It's just mm -hmm. easier. They don't want to manage people. You know what I mean? It's just fucking easy. I can't be asked chasing them. I'll just do it myself. And when, when they, do it, they don't do it as well, and then I have to fix it. I've got to do it. I'm like, okay, but yeah. there's the process. There's the thing you can well, You've got you've you've got to you've just nailed it. You've got to let go, and you've got to incentivize. That's the that's a powerful word. You've got to incentivize. Cool. Mm. I'm gonna let you go because you've got a holiday coming up this weekend, right? You're off to Madrid. I am. I, I am jealous of that. I would like to be there. Although I've got a couple of holidays coming up. Um, hopefully March sort of time. So try and get away a little yeah. bit. Not nowhere as fancy as Madrid, but. Um, we'll see. Yeah, me, you know, me and my boy, we're gonna. Me and my son, we're gonna go and watch uh, Real Madrid. Oh, are you going to get tickets? Yeah, Sevilla. No, no. Yeah, Sevilla. They're playing yeah. Sevilla. Oh, that's a good game. So, mm, yeah. Yeah, that's so, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. But I'll be back. Well, I'll be back for you. So, like, you know, hopefully Madrid will actually get a win. Yeah, we yeah yeah we've not watched too much we've not watched too much good football good football recently. So hopefully, me and Liam will be watching a decent game. Usually, you don't have to guess in the, the, the Spanish league that Real Madrid or Barcelona they're usually up there. So yeah, they're they're doing all right. They're doing all right, and um, yeah, they've got Jude Bellingham, who's the English player, who's um, a real superstar in the making. So yeah, he's a superstar already. But you know, um, so yeah, yeah, nice weekend. But we're back for the call next week. And um, I will see you then. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. And, and please do fucking subscribe if you do actually listen to any of our channels on Apple. Uh, what else? We have Spotify. Spotify, YouTube. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do uh, do subscribe. Give us a like and all that shit that we're supposed to try and sell sell this a little bit. So I'm making an effort. Uh, but no, thanks for listening. Thank you, Rick. Uh, and we'll catch up again next week. Take care, guys. See you later.